0: Welcome to the Lightly Salted Podcast. These are the readings and sermons of St. John's Lutheran Church of Park Rapids, Minnesota. They are offered so that the Word of God would shape and strengthen you to be what He calls you to be, salt and light. You can find us at stjohnspr.org.
1: Now, on to the Word. Our scripture reading, our first reading this morning, is taken from the Old Testament, the book of Isaiah. Isaiah 55, verses 10 through 13. For as the rain and the snow come down from heaven, and do not return there but water the earth, making it bring forth and sprout, giving seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goes out from my mouth, that it shall not return to me empty, but it shall accomplish that which I propose, and, I su- and shall succeed in the thing for which I sent it. For you shall go out in joy, and be led forth in peace, and the mountains and the hills before you shall break forth in singing, and all the trees of the field shall clap their hands, and instead of the thorn shall come up from the cypress, instead of the burr shall come up the myrtle, and it shall make a name for the Lord." an everlasting sign that shall not be cut off. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be to God.
2: The epistle is from the fourth chapter of St. Paul's second letter to Pastor Timothy, beginning with verse 1. I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, As for you, always be sober-minded, endure suffering, do the work of an evangelist, fulfill your ministry. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be be to God. God. I invite you to stand as you're able for the reading of the Holy Gospel. Holy Gospel for our service of installation and also for the seventh Sunday after Pentecost. Is the familiar parable of the sower from Matthew 13, beginning in verse 1, and also Jesus' own explanation of the parable, beginning in verse 18. That same day, Jesus went out of the house and sat beside the sea, and great crowds gathered about him, so that he got into a boat and sat down. And the whole crowd stood on the beach, and he told them many things in parables, saying, A sower went out to sow. some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. He who has ears, let him hear. Hear then the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what has been sown in his heart. This is what was sown along the path. As for what was sown on rocky ground, this is the one who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy, He indeed bears fruit and yields, in one case a hundredfold, in another sixty, and another thirty. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, O Christ.
0: Christ. Grace and peace and mercy be to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. I'm Pastor Brady Finner, District President of Minnesota North. It is a joy to be with you, and I actually feel kind of at home as we gather here today. Because this church um, is modeled or I don't know, modeled after or who came first, after St. John's Lutheran Church in Wadena, which is my home congregation. So I won't say which sanctuary is better um, right now. But anyways, <laughs> but it's a joy to be with you as it really is a moment when you gather together for an installation of a new pastor. Um, where first of all, you saw the, the process. I saw the process as I met with you in the pre-call meeting, you know, almost a year ago, maybe a little bit less than that. That you're able to see you pray to the lord of the harvest as he promises as jesus tells us to do in matthew chapter 7 and through that the lord heard your prayers and answered those prayers by bringing pastor tabberg to your congregation and so as we gather here today it is important that we remember that god is the one who drives this god is the one who blesses us and the lord is the one who will always be with us so he comes to us from north dakota a long ways away he probably, now are you an NDSU or UND fan? NDSU the whole way, very good. <laughs> I was not expecting that as we are here, but anyways. So you definitely have green. The question is, do you have orange for Park Rapids? No, he does not, and black, sorry, and black as well. You do not have it? Well, now this is a calling from the Lord for all of you to help your new pastor. Well, we gather today in the name of our Lord And as we hear from Matthew chapter 13, hear these words. Other seeds, Jesus says, fell on good soil and produced grain, some a hundredfold, some 60, some 30. He who has ears, let him hear. Let us pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, as we gather around your throne today and as we gather in your house, We gather in knowing full well that your word is truth, and so fill our hearts with that truth. Guide and direct us always back to Jesus, but also today we gather today to be be strengthened with our burdens, to be strengthened to serve you faithfully, and especially we lay at your feet, Pastor Berg, as he begins his time in this congregation, for him as a pastor, but also all of us together as a priesthood of all believers, that we will gather in your name and that we will give you all the glory. May the words of my mouth, meditations of my heart, be pleasing to you, my rock and my redeemer. Amen. I grew up in, like I said, Wadena, but I grew up more in town. I did not grow up on a farm, but my mom, my mom and dad both grew up on a farm. And as they grew up on this farm, we'd go to my, my grandparents' houses, and my, grand, my, my mom's side specifically grew up in Appleton, Minnesota. And when I was starting college, I went to go visit my uncle. And while I was there talking with him, my whole family, we were talking outside with my uncle, who still farmed at the time. And as we were talking, there came from the distance, you could hear a noise. And from the distance came this four-wheeler. And this four-wheeler came with this man on it. And he came and eventually came to us. And he went up to my uncle and he handed him a piece of paper and said, looks good. And he went off into the sunset in his four-wheeler. I was like, what was that, you know? And, and then secondly, I'm like, can I get one of those? I want a four-wheeler myself. Anyways, but he gave it to him and he said, oh, that's my agronomist. More specifically, as I know now, that was my crop consultant. That nowadays, farmers, in those days, 20 years ago, I'm assuming still today, they you have a crop consultant and he would come and he would give a soil sample throughout his 1,000 acres that he would farm. And you go to each section and you take a soil sample, and since I don't know all the details, but this is how he explained it to me, is you take a soil sample and you look through it so you better know where to plant, what fertilizers to use, what herbicides, whatever pesticides you might need, where to plant, what to plant, and when to plant. And that's basic agronomy 101 in our world. That often we will look for those experts to look at the soil, give us ideas, and then therefore you move forward when you are fully confident, and I know where to plant, when to plant, and what to plant at the exact right time, and you have other people telling you to do. This is Agronomy 101 in our world, because you're constantly checking the soil. Agronomy 101 in God's kingdom, however, is completely different. Because you don't go around, according to this parable, checking the soil all the time. No, you are constantly throwing the seed. When you look at this parable, it's one of the beauties of parables. Is A parable, really, as I've heard it best defined in my mind, at least, is that a parable tells you a story and it shows you how God's reign is in his kingdom. How God operates, which sometimes, most often, is different than how we operate. For you have the sower, and the sower is a bad farmer. Because what does the farmer do? The sower, what does he do? He takes out the seed and he throws it everywhere. Doesn't matter. And we know the sower in in here to be Jesus. He throws the seed and he throws it absolutely everywhere. And we know that seed to be the word of God. For this seed he throws, that he throws it even on a path. And what, I mean, what would you do if a farmer nearby or somewhere you go is sitting there throwing seed, corn seed, whatever it might be, on the road? What would you think of that guy? He's nuts. He's lost it. But here is a sower throws the word on, falls on the path. And those who don't, those are the ones who don't hear it. And and, uh, the devil takes it away. Sometimes that word would fall upon um, uh, on rocky ground, and that rocky ground sometimes people would grab a hold, and they quickly believe, and that it grows quickly, but it has no root, so therefore it dies. And he also throws that um, among the thorns, and he throws it in the thorns. And this, imagine the big piles right now. This time of year, you see a lot of these around the area. And you throw it among there and you think, oh, it might happen. But then it gets choked out. And that reminds us of those who have heard the word of God and they get choked out by tragedy. They get choked out by busyness. They get choked out from all that and they walk away. And sometimes the word, it falls on good soil. A quarter of the time, it lands on that good soil and it produces and it produces and it produces. And Jesus says at the end, he who has ears, let him hear. Basically, he's saying, listen up. He's telling this parable to all the people that were listening to, to him. Listen up, he says. Listen up. For We see this in our own lives. You've seen those moments where no matter how many times a person hears the word of God, they never believe. We have those people in our families. We have more than we want to admit in our lives. And those are moments you hear that and it just pains us. Sometimes we'll lead us to um, um, saying it's somebody else's fault. We'll blame God. We'll blame others. But no matter how much you preach that word, they don't listen. There's other times you'll see somebody and you hear the word of God, and they come to church and they're all excited for everything that's going on. But then they disappear. They become part of your inactive list. And then you hear others who have been around for a long time. They've grown in the faith. They've been in the faith. And then things happen. Busyness of life. We see this quite often nowadays. You're busy with, with sports for your kids. Or you're busy with your job. Or you're busy because of something else. Or you are, you are overwhelmed by tragedy. I had one of our beloved members when I served 12 years at Messiah and Sartell. Never missed church. Almost never did. His whole, his whole time since he was baptized as an adult. 25 years. He lost his parents, he lost his in-laws, he lost his, his wife, and he lost one of his sons, all within five years. And so he tells me, Pastor, right now, me and God are not in a good speaking relationship. You hear this all the time, and it pains us. Because once again, we think, what can I do? How can I fix this? What should I do? But none of these times... Right, and I see this all as I go around the 197 congregations in the Minnesota North District, is you'll see people, you'll say, how long have you been at this church? They said, since I was born. And I don't then ask, well, by the way, how old are you? And I've learned that. You don't ask that. But one, one guy said, I'm 80, I've been here 85 years. And then I asked, well, how old are you then? And he said, 85. Always there, always coming, always receiving. And there's also times when we look at this parable, and you and I have been at a different, different place in this parable. For there's times I didn't want to hear the Word of God. There's times you haven't either. There's times that sometimes that, that things in the world kind of come upon you and get busy, and you kind of forget about God's grace. And there are times that you're real excited, and there's times you're not. And then there's times where you feel like you really are bearing fruit. All of this, Jesus shows us the reality of this life, the reality of who we are, the reality of the church, which is why it always amazes me as we gather here today that we begin a new chapter in St. John's Lutheran Church. Since 1908, you have been here in this community preaching the word of God, that it is God's people, 1908, who threw the word of God out there, and this is what grew. We don't always know why. We could say it was because a bunch of Germans got together. We could say uh, maybe there were some Finns in the midst of them. We don't want to admit that, but maybe that happened. Um, But that's what happened, and God brought all the people together. For the focus of this parable is not to constantly check the soil, which is what we usually will do. Well, is that the right kind of person? Is that the right kind of place? Is this where we need? Is this? Is that person really believe? But no. It's the constant sowing of the word, and the seed goes everywhere. It goes everywhere in this community. It goes everywhere in this area. It goes everywhere by which you go, because the good sower knows how it will grow, and he has not given us all the information, which is why we trust the good sower as opposed to ourselves. And he reminds us throughout Scripture is to preach the word, as we heard Paul speak to um, Timothy, the good pastor, to preach the word. Be ready in season, out of season. Preach Jesus continuously. It's funny, when, well, about, uh, when I started in ministry, I started near Milwaukee. And during that time, I was listening to what is now a podcast. And in those days, you actually had to go to the computer and look stuff up. Anyways, but you go know, on there and listen to this podcast. And this pastor had the three-step process to determine if you have a good sermon. And this is very good information for all of us to be able to discern, was that a good sermon or was it not? And one of them, one of the first things to analyze is, how many times was Jesus mentioned? You know, so you write, you know, Good Shepherd counts, you know, Messiah counts, all that. So go down the list. How many times was it mentioned? So his suggestion was to write it down. And then after that is, okay, he mentioned Jesus, But is Jesus driving the verbs or is Jesus just kind of mentioned or or that you have to love Jesus instead of Jesus loving us? So is Jesus driving the verbs? Jesus forgives you. Jesus loves you. Jesus is with you. Those kind of things. And then finally, is Jesus a solution? So I, I did this in Bible study. I'm like, this is great. Let's do it in Bible study. So I go through the whole list and I tell the people in the pew, okay, this is what you should do uh, when I have, for me to have a good sermon. And one gal, she did it. She wrote it all down, and it was like a 15-minute sermon at that time, and she's, she's ready with her notepad, and she's writing it down. And she said, for about six minutes in, she said, I was focusing so much on if you had a good sermon that I wasn't listening to the sermon. Which, by the way, that wasn't a very good sermon to begin with, so I'm kind of glad she lost count. Anyways, but as a reminder for us that that many times that we can get so wound up on, on, on all these other factors that we forget what to do, what to do, which is to receive the word. The word gets given out, and for you, Pastor Berg, just so you know, just speak a lot about Jesus. They don't have to have their notepad. How about that? Problem solved. For Jesus is one who tells us, Jesus is the one who's the bad farmer, Who three-quarters of the time that there is no seed that bears fruit. But what does the sower do? Jesus keeps giving the seed. He keeps giving his grace. For we are the ones that he keeps sowing this word. He calls you and I to repentance, for we need it. We need to repent of those sins. When we're on the path, what does Jesus send? Forgiveness, life, and salvation. When you are one that are in the rocks in your life, not sure if you want to really grow in this thing. It is Jesus who continues to give forgiveness, life, and salvation. When you are among the thorns and you are busy and there's burdens and there's tragedies, what does Jesus give you again? Forgiveness, life, and salvation. When you're on the good soil, what does Jesus give? Forgiveness, life, and salvation. Jesus was a bad farmer and so are you and I. Because we do not go around and trying to really discern whether or not that person really believes. We give him more Jesus. When I was a kid, I'll never forget this is that when you go to Sunday school and, and, you're, and you're an idiot and you skip things and you do things, even as a pastor's kid, you do these kind of things. And I remember uh, George Dice, uh, who was my Sunday school teacher, he came into class one time and he said, You guys were idiots, but I didn't give you more. I'm going to give you more Jesus. Give me more Jesus. That is what the calling is. And as we learn in the Old Testament, we are not the ones that determine how the word will work, but the word will, always, will never come back void. It will always do according to God's good purpose. And so you keep giving it. The word made flesh never stops working. He did what he did on the cross, the empty tomb. He has ascended on high, and he is still at work. Since in this place, 1908, and for years to come, and he is going to continue to do that work. As you and Pastor Berg and Pastor Neubauer and all of you gather together to give that seed because it's not just him, it's all of us. Because not only do others need that seed, but so do I. So do you. And so does this community. I love looking at um, uh, I love looking at pictures of old pastors and of churches and i went last week to trinity and long prairie who's been around since 1881 and it's amazing to look at a number of things and yesterday i was in virginia minnesota um and and they, all these churches have these pictures and and one of the amazing thing is one in virginia that that's an old finn church so there's a lot of allahs and ahos and all these kind of names right and so you look at all of that and you see the pictures First of all, you wonder what the haircut was going on in those days, right, too? But but you look at it all, and you just, you're humbled. Long Prairie, since 1881, you look at the pictures, and you're humbled because a number of those pastors served in the district, and they ended up serving in other capacities in the synod, and very well known. And you come here to St. John's, and you go in the fellowship hall, you see that, I would call it the wall of fame. The wall of fame on that picture. Are you up there yet? Oh, well, shame. Okay, you're up there, too. Yeah, anyways. <laughs> but the wall of fame will call it. And now you, pastor, become part of that. And the beauty of what you look at those, those pastors is that, first of all, there's pictures of people that should be up there as well, but aren't. Because you know what? What did you do? You served in your vocations. You served in different ways. Because St. John's Lutheran Church was never about the pastors on that wall. And the beauty of this, too, is none of those pastors changed the soil here in Park Rapids. They couldn't do it because only God can do that. Only God can do all of those things. Christ, Our Lord Jesus Christ, who died and rose and ascended on high, has been leading this church since 1908, and he will continue for years to come because you see all these pictures of these pastors. You realize that it is God who made those individuals proclaim the word of God and it is God who gave the growth. It is you who proclaim that word of God in your life and it is God who gives the growth. It is you together as ones that will continue to serve in that name. And Pastor Berg, you begin that joy and that service with them today and into the future forever long God would have it. And it is God who will give the growth. And it is Jesus who once again points us in this parable. He who has ears, let him hear. Receive the gifts of Christ. Proclaim the gifts of Christ. And as we move forward together, we do so knowing that it is the Lord Jesus who opens our ears, it is our Lord Jesus who opens our eyes, and it is the Lord Jesus who opens our hearts to believe all that he will do. And he will bear fruit. And for that, because it to me, every Sunday is another opportunity in Easter. I love saying it again, Alleluia, Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Alleluia. Amen. Thanks for listening to Lightly Salted. We'd love to hear from you. You can contact us at stjohnspr.org or look for us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube.
2: Our thanks to Eric Medeas at soundimage.org
0: for morning dew.
1: God's blessings.